Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 67 today. Happy Sunday, by the way. I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend. I have been dropping content all weekend, so make sure you catch on up. I dropped some of my Snowfall series um, recaps. I did Big Sky, so if you like Big Sky, check that out you know, dropping this content. And today's topic is BMF, season one, episode three, Love All, Trust Few. So we about to get into that and break that down. Um, I will come on tonight and I will upload another episode of Snowfall. Tonight we will cover season two, episode nine and 10. And then I'll be back on towards the end of the week and we'll finish recapping that up. It's a couple shows coming out that I'm about to start recapping. I'll just briefly touch on that as well. Um, don't forget, guys, I'm kind of slowing down a little bit during the week. Um, deadline is coming. Well, I gave myself a deadline and I don't have a deadline in stone, but I, I kind of have to put myself on punishment to get things done. Sometimes I have to, you know, discipline myself. Um, so I'm trying to really focus on my writing because I'm trying to get my book done by Christmas. That will be my Christmas gift to myself to have this story complete. So during the weekdays, I've been focusing on that and I like recording starting like Thursday through Sunday. So that's why the episodes have um, slowed up during the week, but I'm dropping, you know, four or five, three or four, you know, just depends on what's going on during the weekend. So um, I I'm think I'm going to start catching up on um big sky it comes on thursday nights on abc that's a good show you know it's um suspenseful um i'm gonna start recapping you it's on netflix it's like a thriller suspenseful that'll be on netflix as well it drops next weekend they're gonna put like the whole series on there it's like gonna be 10 episodes for season three so season one and season two are already on there if you're in the like um suspenseful shows um i know for people who are checking me out during cruel summer you guys are probably like you so we're going to start recapping that i'm going to recap brandy and uh natari naughton's and eve's new show that comes out on the 15th i recap that as well and y'all know we support everything 50 cent do over here i, I support that brand so we're going to continue supporting uh the bmfs the powers the power book two comes back out next month and yeah, we're going to do what we do on this platform. Um, don't forget, um, you know, I've been shouting out uh, my boy Jamil from Gully TV. Cop that book. I'm telling y'all, it is a dope read. Some things I've been through, you can pop that on. Um, you can cop that on uh, Amazon. It's on Amazon. It is a dope read. If um, It's some things I've been through. It got some stories in there. I'm telling you, he, 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 he. I admire his um, ambition and his platform. So check that out. It's pretty dope. And doors open up for Ambience Health and Wellness Spa on October 25th. Don't forget health is wealth. And in the times we're living in now, stress is at an all-time high. Why not come in and get you a spa day? They will be specializing in mineral detox body wraps, vaginal steams, iconic foot baths, and colonics. Mineral detox body wraps, um, the colonics. Colin, I'm sorry, my words are getting twisted. The Colin Hydrotherapy Colonics, the Himalayan Salt and Ferret Sauna Therapy, and much more. It will be $10 off any service with the flyer. You can follow them on Facebook and IG, Ambience Health and Wellness Spa. You can book your appointment at www.ambiencehealthandwellnessspa.com. 
ambiencehealthspa.com. Doors open October 25th, and that will be um, in Atlanta, uh, specifically in the Roswell area. Um, don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice for Facebook and IG. And I do have those music playlists public for you guys. Um, it's only on Spotify, though. All of the uh, playlists are public. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves. I know for sure one will pop up. If you click on it, um, and you'll see like how long the playlist is. You'll see my picture under there. If you click on the picture, it'll take you to all the rest of my playlist. I have like Shanice Loves 80s and that'll be like R&B. Shanice Loves 80s too. That might be rap. I can't remember the way I put it, but it's hip hop, R&B, country, um, Motown, you know, when you laid up with your book, I got a late night one for y'all. I got some old school with some, you know, the OJs, Isley Brothers, um, Miss Betty Wright. I mean, I got y'all on the music. So just go check those out. And I got the playlist all ready for your mood. On that note, let's get into the show and talk BMF. Name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. All right, guys, I'm not going to make this too long. We'll break down scene for scene like we normally do. I got to get on out of here. Give me a look. Would not say brunch on Sundays. <laughs> so uh, we about to go out for brunch on Sundays. Celebrate. Happy birthday to Auntie Kenyatta. I want to shout her out. Happy birthday. We about to go out for a little brunch. Um, the story that you're about to see is loosely based on truth. Some names, characters, businesses, and events have been fictionalized for dramatic purposes. But a lot of this shit may have actually happened. <laughs> It opens, we come from a God-fearing household. The Bible in our living room was always open on the same verse. We was just poor as shit, which caused a lot, which caused all this drama. In the words of Demetrius Big Meech Flannery. I love how he always, they always put his words in there um, before each show. So it opens up and we got Terry and Meech. We back when they kids again with the flashback and we in the kitchen. They arguing because Terry, he didn't use all the damn hamburger meat up trying to make a double decker and only left meat enough for him and Nicole to make some sliders and shit. <laughs> and they get into a fight. And Nicole, she in there watching TV. Was she in there watching Soul Train, working on her dance moves? And they break out fighting. Like brothers do, like brothers do. I mean, they they in there getting it on, and they break that china, honey. When when mama get home, she like, who the hell broke my china? <laughs> and she get to tear their butts up, and you know, we see on how from the from the womb to the tomb, they just been thick, and they didn't had each other back. Um, one thing I don't understand about you know, um, a lot of it is dramatized. And I do understand that they were having financial problems, but I'm from Michigan and I know General Motors, they pay pretty good. So um, I think that's probably going to come out later on, like, why were they struggling so much, even though um, 
the mom was working, but you know, my, my grandfather, he took good care of us and he worked for General Motors. I know General Motors pay pretty good, but, um, they, they were, they were definitely struggling, but I just know, you know, their dad is always working. And of course it looks like the mom might've been a, a, um, a housewife at first and with three children, that is a lot, but you know, I just didn't expect that for him to work for General Motors for them to be struggling like they were. Um, so after that, they get their belt, that big black belt come out. You know what's up. And they get their ass whipped together. Don't, they don't snitch on each other on who broke the dish. <laughs> so we go into um, the next scene, and we see Meech is driving. And Pat, he skirts up, pulls on fast. He pulls up on him. And Meech get out and get into the car. And when he get in there, they already got the plastic all over the car. You know what that means. So he shook because they later than they have ever been. And he get the, as soon as he get in there and he look at Pat, he just get to having flashbacks of, you know, our boy J Mo. Cause remember J Mo got smoked by B Mickey last week. So he having, you know, images of him and he know he late and, you know, Pat ain't playing. He like, look, this the late, this the latest you didn't ever been. And you about to catch up. You about to catch up. And also we adding 10% tax and you got six days. So Meech, you know, he tries to tell him like, well, you know, Terry Ben, he asks his man like, hey, what do I call what he's saying? Dude, like excuses. So <sighs> Meech got six days plus 10% tax. Meech get out that car and Pat Driver, you know, he tells him, like, you know, he ain't about to climb up like that. He ain't going to climb out of this. And Pat tells him, that's the point. So they can stay under him. So that was interesting. <laughs> we know Pat thinks he's God in their world. You know, he already done said it. And um, Meech, you know, we see that his mind playing tricks on him with J-Mo being dead like that. So, yeah. <clears throat> then we go to the next scene. Lord. A family that prays together stays together. We see Pastor Snoop, a.k.a. Pastor Swift. He is in there. Terry is back at home. They got the, you know, welcome. They got the, you know, Terry home. So, you know, everybody happy. You know, they reading the scripture, Matthew chapter 8, verse 20. <laughs> and they bow their heads. They, they say a little prayer. We see Pastor, he holding on to Sister Lucille a little too tight. Let go, honey. We got Wanda and the baby there, Terry, Lucille, and we got Charles. He mean mugging the hell out of Pastor. <laughs> and we see uh, T's eye is not in good condition from that second surgery. So they're telling the pastor, and the pastor is like, well, hey, I got somebody who might can help y'all, you know. And they might can work on contingents and, you know, he gets to explaining and, uh, Charles, like, I know what that mean, <laughs> but, um, you know, they're, they're about to do a lawsuit, which was true to form on what we watched in the documentary. And we understood it more once we started watching the show, because I was a little confused when we watched the documentary where the lawsuit came from, but now we see where, um, but uh, yeah, they're getting ready to file a lawsuit. So he gives them, you know, his niece's car, who is a lawyer and it's it, this scene was a lot uh it, it it explained more and meech walks in and you know he don't live there no more so charles kind of takes his key charles is really hard on meech and i think a lot that's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way but you gotta realize um 
This is the 80s. That's what parents do. You know, we're we're used to in these shows seeing it being a family business, but parents did not want their kids into the drug game. That's just what it is. And you have to be tough if you, tough if you don't like that lifestyle they're living. So um, I noticed the way uh, some people are reacting like they don't like Charles, but Charles is actually being a good father. And he's doing a man role. And that's what men did. They liked it to provide and take care of their family. And that's just what it is. He is playing that role. And he is playing how daddy's was back in the day. Um, we go into the next scene and Meech is in the car, Terry, he jumps in the car and he just, he jumps in straight talking business. Nigga, I want 50, 50 as he should. I already thought he was getting 50, 50, but him and Meech talk business. He mentions, you know, B Mickey did not come to the hospital to see him and, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, B. Mickey was at the hospital, remember, the first day, but I guess he never went to go visit T and he ain't been to CT. So Meech like, fuck all that. We need to talk about Pat. He says six days and 10% tax. And Terry uh, mentions the idea to push through the plants, um, which we seen how that played out, but I thought that was pretty dope because GM shops used to be a world... Okay, first of all, Michigan is the auto, the auto land. You know, I mean, all of the plants used to be, I mean, especially in the 80s, the plants was on lock. Like that, that's what ran the state, especially Flint, Detroit, uh, Pontiac. But the world inside the plant was a whole nother world. I mean, my granddad didn't told me stories for days on how they'd be on that line. They had a liquor bottles out. I mean, it was just like, it was a whole nother world. So when they got the hustling in front of their baby, that was not over, over exaggerating. That's how it was. They said the, the plant back then, they had it made. They had it made. They, they can't do that no more. But in the 80s, them General Motors plants, you better believe it. <laughs> it was a world inside of a world in there. So we go to we move over to 12th Street and we see Lamar is a slick motherfucker. I'm just gonna say that. While he didn't step, you know, we got a, a dude who didn't stepped up and you know he he you know he I guess he next in line because he's talking about J Mo dead and familiar, he didn't got beat down. He he, you know, he in the hospital. We, we got to go after them 50 boys. They did this. And, and we see Lamar step in and he like, nah, they good as dead. We go after the money first. And hell, I'm like, Lamar playing is, you know, he kind of stepped in and his boy slick. He like, y'all, y'all, y'all was in diapers. Lamar was out in these streets. He, he know what he doing. Listen to him, niggas. And I'm like, they didn't just took over the 12th street crew in two days. Hell, Lamar. <laughs> Child. <laughs> Lamar calling the shots and they ready to run down on Meech, but you know, he kind of put a hold to that. Like we're gonna go after the the pockets first, you know. And we also see Lamar dripped up now. He got chains on, he looking different, and his boy slick. No, nigga, you got a plan in motion, don't you? You got you got a plan in motion. So we go into the next scene and we see Detective Bryant. And his partner, they go interview Terry. And, you know, Terry tells him, like, I ain't seen nothing. And the cop 
mentions the, the uh, detective Brian's partner. He like, well, you know, we seen a Mercedes Benz. The, the window was shot out. And Charles like, who car was that? You know, because Charles, you know, he don't even know Terry in the game. He's starting to catch on. He's starting to see and know what's going on slowly. They're opening up their eyes. Mama Lucille know what's going on. She, they just don't want to admit their baby boy is in this too. It ain't just Meech. And, you know, Charles, he like, who car was that boy? You know, he playing that daddy role. And he like, I don't know. Uh, then Wanda, Wanda, she, down chick, she she steps up like, Uncle Troy gave me that car. It was a it was a baby shower gift. <laughs> so um, Detective Ryan, he kind of don't go too hard with the questions, but his partner is and Lucille like, hey, y'all, y'all got to go. You know, he is the victim. Y'all coming in here, victim shaming. Get the hell out of my house. You know, M Mama Lucille don't play about her boys, right? So we know it's it's gonna open up a lot of cans of worms with this. And uh Wanda Wanda covered, Wanda covered. So, but when they get outside, Detective Bryant's partner is like, What is up with you and these flinnery boys? Now, you know something is going on. You know they they pushing, they they doing they doing this, they doing that. What the hell is up? And then he like, you act like a priest when it comes to them. And hell, Detective Bryant said, nigga, when you was in diapers, I was on patrol. So don't ever question my integrity. I will beat you down. Get your ass in the car. <laughs> he is a good actor. <laughs> he, 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 he lets him know, get, get in that car. And what he do, he get in that car. <sighs> we go to the next scene. We got B, Mickey. And a few of the other 50 boys in Cato. They are in front of the plant, and it's slow out there. And Cato is asking a lot of questions, and B. Mickey is like, you know, chill. Everything good. She like, well, is you going to um, Terry's surprise party? And he like, I don't know. And I'm like, why he don't know if he's going to Terry party and why he ain't been to, where is this coming from with him at Southwest T? What's up? But the security pulls up and he like, I told you guys, <laughs> get from over here. <laughs> he like, you're not dressed for the part, but I know what you're about. Now you and your pimp, you go. <laughs> Man. B. Mickey, like, you calling her a hoe? <laughs> he said, if I catch you guys back over here, I am calling the police. Man, I I laughed so hard at that scene because he thought he thought she was like tricking and that was the pimp child. We go into the next scene and we see Lamar. Lamar finally got some time with Zoe. They playing Monopoly, and I'm confused because when you just saying this, this dude was not her daddy, and now he her daddy, and now you all playing. Now he back in the house, child. Mm, I could say so much about this scene, but I'm gonna just move it right along. And they in there playing Monopoly. Not only does you know Lamar has his chain game up, but now he got the rings on. So I'm like, we see him and Monique, they growing kind of close. Um, okay. We go into the next scene and we see Meech goes to the plant. And he goes off on B Mickey and Kato. And, you know, B. Mickey kind of got a little attitude, I'm going to say. And as he is walking off, we see the same car creeping up following. And that's Pat now. They scurf off, though. 
But when they do, he looks back and he pays attention to all the food trucks. Also, um, Kato like, what's up with you and them? And he like, look, we argue, we bicker, we do this, but no, we, we family. So that's all you need to worry about. She like, well, I'm just trying to make sure I'm with a crew longevity so I can move up. It's going to be a lot with that probably towards the the end of the season, I bet. It's going to be a lot to come out of that. Um, but Mitch get the bigger picture and, uh, you know, it clicks in when he sees all those food trucks. We go back to Detective Ryan and he is sitting at his desk and his partner comes up and shows him J-Mo is missing. And how is the Flannery boys their biggest rivalry and they're not looking into it. And this is the first time Detective Ryan is catching on that old boy is missing and he know he took him to meet you. And he specifically said, only rough him up. So B. Mickey kind of, he put them in a bad situation. That was stupid. And we get, you know, the captain calls them in there and we get first, well, we get introduced to the new lady, the new division head. We get introduced to the Michigan State Police. If you're from Michigan and you're in the inner cities, Flint, Detroit, you don't worry about when you see the city cops. You don't really worry too much. When you see them state boys, That's all I'm going to say. So they starting a new task force. It's going to be Drano. And now Detective Brian is looking shook. His partner is happy, but his partner is probably doing his job as a cop. Detective Brian, you know, he's a, he plays the both sides. So he's not too happy about this. We get a little history lesson of Detroit. Um, it tells us that in 84 and 85, it was the murder capital. And... You know, they already have their little list up. They got the 12th Street Boys and the 50 Boys. And, you know, they on Drano's board. So we get, they kind of go on and on and we get a little more history of Detroit. We see it was the first black mayor showing on in the 60s after everything. You know, it kind of became Chocolate City. And that's when, you know, all the white people kind of moved out and it became straight, just black. And that's true. Um, I think my grandmother and my grandfather bought their house probably like in the 60s I think late 60s I don't know they bought their house and I think that they were like the second uh black family on the street and everybody else was like white and then the neighborhood was white but soon as like they got the buying homes up over there all of the the white people moved out and it became like a black neighborhood but when they first got over there in their area they were only like the second black family on the street and i mean they moved out quick so he this this was very very true very very true and this was in the 60s as well like he broke it down and then you know he says like after that they got the black the first black mayor and you know it just became Detroit became what it came because remember in the 60s Detroit had a good thing as well because we had Motown booming you know it's a lot of history in Detroit a lot of history um we go into the next scene and we see Fonzo in his tidy confined space what Terry would say <laughs> and he don't like them little jabs you know he like his truck do not talk about Fonzo truck but to make a long story short they they make a hustle out of Fonzo truck they get the permit. 
to work out in the plant. You know, Meech kind of finesses him a little bit. Like, remember that dream? I know you had a dream. And he was like, well, I always wanted to own my own restaurant. So, you know, basically they about to get the pushing that good rock out of, out of, you know, his truck. So they, they didn't found their truck and they didn't got their little lick. And, you know, we go into the next scene and we see, um, for Mill, all wrapped up in a hospital, trying to heal and recover. And Lamar comes in like he is Candyman. And he told Famille, get in your janky ass car and leave town. And I don't know why he said that, because that is going to backfire on him, because Famille is going to come back with vengeance. He scared that boy so much he peed on his damn self. Whew, I didn't even realize he beat Famille up that bad to be, you know, bandaged like that. He just kind of punched him twice, three times and put him in a trash. But OK, you know, um, he's still recovering. Um, We go into the next scene and we see Meech and T. They in the strip club. And this is a funny scene to me because if you know the story of BMF, they were the kings of making it rain. So, <laughs> you know, they was BMF and strip clubs. They made the strip clubs what it was. So it was, you know, kind of funny just seeing them in there. But we see um, Meech is smart. He he got the girls, you know, peeping out. You know, that's where all the plant workers go when they get off work. He like, let me know who do what so I can approach them and get this done. So Meech always has the bigger vision and the bigger plans. Terry don't know what the hell they doing in there. He like, why are we in here spending money we got what six days and he like you know gotta spend money to make money and why he trying to tell him this pat creep up like hell he candy man too like where is that money <laughs> and you know he 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 moves the days up he moves the days up he like now y'all got three days you know pat pat is on them and you know, the girl, she do her job and go find out who it is. Meet you go do his job. He, you know, hands him a sample, like pass the word and gives him the code on what to ask for when he comes to the truck. So the plan is working. Meet you, meet you know what he doing. So Charles go home and he start asking, you know, he like, let me, you know, he playing a little role. Let me see my grandbaby. So Wanda smiling, you know, she give him the grandbaby and he asked her like, you know, your uncle Troy, who bought the car for you, he do he live around here? She like, no, he in Pontiac. <laughs> you know, if you in Michigan, you know where Pontiac at. And um he he not buying it, but but Wanda holds Terry down. Terry come in and he asking questions, but they got they they got their plan, they got their lie together, and Wanda kind of give him that look like, dude, I don't like doing this. I don't like lying to your parents like this. She kind of give him that look. Yeah, you know, Terry walking, stuttering, looking nervous and shit. So we go into the next scene. And Meech, Meech is outside smoking in, in his mom's mom's in front of his mom's house. His mom's come out, come out there, true to form, how a mother would. What I tell you about smoking in front of this house, boy? And I love their scenes together because they're so realistic. I love all of the family scenes. Like it is so on how families were and are, you know. And we see that Meech done paid the mortgage off. And she like, how am I supposed, how you did wrong and you only did this to make your conscience feel better. And how am I supposed to explain this? This is going to put me in a bad situation. And he like, I'm paying for something I can't even 
you know, y'all put me out. I ain't got nowhere to go, you know, and that's how boys be with their mamas. So that I, lo- I loved it, that scene, and she she don't know what to do, but, you know, hey, the mortgage, that's, that's y'all house now, the mortgage paid off. And we get into the next scene, and they're in front of the food truck, and uh, I'm seeing... At first, I kind of was slow on. I, I, I'm like, no, nah, he's just. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think B, B Mickey is going to be a problem. I, I, I don't know. He might end up being just, you know, hard headed and fall in line later. But B Mickey, him and Kato, it's gonna be something. Just watch. It's gonna be something with this crew. But they got the food truck idea and they got it going good you know Meech and it was Terry's idea Meech put the ball in motion and he they 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 got it rolling they got the stone bar stone burgers popping is it actually a brilliant idea everybody coming up like hey let me get a stone burger let me get a double double stone burger you know dude and spread it the word so money is rolling in you know money rolling you got it coming in from the rec center good they got the rec center back up and popping and they got the stone burgers moving Mamich caused a huddle with with the fifty boys, and, and you know, and <laughs> he got it. He like one thing fifty boys didn't do. We don't go up to no cars. And Detroit was chocolate city at this time. So if you seen like a white person, you knew they was either the cops. And you got this dude just over there lollygagging. Meech go kick him in the ass literally. And you know he called a meeting. He kind of dangled that little Rolex in their face because he like you know you have to know how to basically motivate your crew knowing what's gonna push them so we see the money's rolling in they they got it popping now they got the rec center and they got the truck booming but it goes and detective ryan he rolls up on meech and he kind of hems him up he ain't playing with him right here because the you know like i said b mickey put them in a bad situation uh you i don't think they should have uh did this to you can just put De- detective brian in a bad situation he was looking out that's not a good enemy to have and that looked bad because he brought jmo him and you know meek plays a cool meech plays it cool like uh i don't know what happened to him i, I it had to be an internal problem look at look at what's going on with they crew so terry like looking and he ends up finding out that b mickey killed uh jmo now, Terry did ask a good question. He like, where the hell is the body at? If they find the body, Meech just might come back on us. And, that, you know, Meech don't know where the gun at, the body at, whatever. But he lets them know, you know, enough is enough. I need to be 50-50. If not, I'm pulling out and you and B. Mickey run this show. So he gives them 50-50. And, you know, Terry ain't happy about all that, you know. We go into the next scene, and Meech goes and does the drop with Pat. And damn, Pat, he was in there just high, just off his dribbles. And Meech has a very heartbroken, disappointed look. And I, I know how that feel. You know how your heroes, how somebody you just look up to. And he like, damn, you off your own supply. You know, that kind of like just kind of let him down. He was happy to like, like, Pat, I got the money. You know, I, I did what I was supposed to do. And, you know, that look of like you might have a mentor or a hero. And, you, you know, when, you know that, 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 that messed me up. And that, I'm like, damn, damn, Pat, you getting high off your own supply. But that was a lot. We'll see more of that to come, I'm sure. 
that's gonna play a major part. So now we go to Terry party, Terry's party at the bowling alley. And it was a lot in this scene. Um, Southwest T, he got his teacher bringing in his homework, you know, T in the game, but he gonna get that work done. And they always say how smart Terry is. And he basically um, lets uh, Meech know, I'm tired of being treated like a hoe. He say no more, no more from Kato, because Kato be having her little attitudes with him. No more from B. Mickey and no more from Meech. And whoever, no more from nobody. So Kato goes into the bathroom and we see her and Lamar. They got history and she playing both sides of the fence. At first, she don't give too much information, but when he locked that door, it's some type of history they got together. We don't know their backstory, but we see Kato is playing both sides. So now Kato is not to be trusted at all. It might be like a twister and, you know, a plot twister, but right now Kato ain't to be trusted. And we see Lamar got his hands into everything and he is outmaneuvering things at this moment. But we know how the story goes. Meech gonna, Meech gonna get what's going he gonna get his stuff together. So I ain't really worried about Lamar, but Lamar, he's outmaneuvering everything. He didn't took over 12th Street. They they all roll up on um the 50 boys. They got their money up and they got their money up. And before that, Wanda walked out. Terry could at least walked her to the car, but he's young and she got an attitude about that. And I don't blame her. Nigga, you just got shot and you got me walking to a car by myself. Um, that's that birthday. Was that a birthday party? Or well, I think that was a birthday party. It was a party. I don't know if it was a birthday party or, or you made it out the hospital party, but they was at the Bowling Alley party, and that scene was a lot. So we go into the next scene. Damn, Charles. Charles, go home. Woo wee. He didn't, you know, normally he, he makes his money. He hands it over to, to his wife. She pays all the bills, but he's trying to be a good man. He's a hardworking man. He wants to take care of his family. He goes down there to put some money on a mortgage and the mortgage is paid off. So Lucille lets him know Meech paid it. Cause at first he think, he think pastor did it. He like, I called the church. We about to stop this check. So no, the pastor, pastor, pastor. Master Swift didn't pay the bills. Meech did it. They get into an argument. Terry come comes down, and you know his mom kind of goes off like, "I am not your your child. I am your wife." And he like, you know what? He 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 didn't had enough. He didn't had enough. And if y'all don't, you know, I know a lot of people been complaining about his daddy, but his daddy is being a dad and. I'm sorry, a man wants to provide for his household. That's just what it is. We didn't got used to what every, how everything is now. But a man, he wants to provide for his household. You know, you he, he already don't agree with his lifestyle that his son has chose. And now he didn't pay it off a whole house. He's been working to pay off. So it's just like, you know what? You know, and he, he's frustrated. His son is in the streets, dropped out of school. The other one he could tell is in the streets now who was supposed to be the golden boy. He done been shot. It's a lot going on and a lot going on behind his back. He like, you know what? You want Meech to be the man of this house? Give him this key. And he dips off. Uh, that was a strong scene. They the, Both of the parents are playing this role. We go into the next scene. Meech goes to warn Monique about Lamar. 
But Lamar is in the house because Monique is playing the game of reverse niggas. <laughs> and Mitch, like, you know what? I'm done. And he, it was just weird because he was just the one in the house and Lamar was on this outside of the door. Now Lamar is in the house at the... You know, going to read a few letters that he had just wrote after banging somebody in the bathroom is a lot. Um, it's confusing because you were just telling him that's not his daughter. Now that is his daughter. How confusing is that for the child? Um, it's a lot going on here. Uh, but Mitch, like, you know what? We done. And he walk out, and that's when we get the lesson of I see now in this game, you can love all, but you can't trust nobody. So this was a good episode to me. I am loving BMF. I will continue to report on recap re, re, BMF each week. <laughs> this was a good episode to me. I am loving the pace myself. I'm loving the, the how it's moving. They already been picked up for season two. I love on how they're showing a lot of Detroit. I love on how they're showing a lot of the family dynamic and how they were close as a family and, you know, the root of their family. So I loved it. But uh, Monique kind of shocked me at the end too, y'all. I'm like, we we seen her guard was getting let down, but Lamar all the way in now, and it's like f meets, you know. <laughs> but I, I liked it this episode. Um, I'll put a question on the pod, uh, and you guys let me know. Uh, let me know what your rate is, one through ten, one being the bad and ten being the highest. Um, give, let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. I'll be back on tonight with Snowfall. Tonight's topic will be Snowfall. We'll do season two, nine and ten. It's your girl, Shanice, and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Um, I really thank you guys. I appreciate your support. It means more than you will ever know because I just went back and I was listening to some of my first episodes. Uh, at first, I couldn't listen to myself. I was scared and nervous. And I went back and listened to myself for the first time on like my first couple episodes. And I'm like, wow, I'm so nervous. So when I say um, thank you for your support, that really comes truly from the heart. I really mean that. So um, tune back in tonight. We'll be talking snowfall. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.